stop pushing record when I'm not ready. <laughs> Girl, I'll just cut it out. You never I do. The, I want to get the candid moments. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Me llamo Eva. I'm hungover. Chao, tu tía. <laughs> we don't do subtitles around here. Shut your fucking mouth. Chao, tu tía. Me llamo Eva. Now you introduced yourself in German. <laughs> Hello, Ijaisa Sierra. <laughs> um, this is my son. Ziggy. I hate your son. I hate my son too. Um, <laughs> he's annoying as fuck. He won't yeah, give me time to crazy. myself. Ah, oh, Maggie, Snapchat at me. Anyway, we should probably get into the main meat and potatoes of this video. I was good just Topic. to say meat and potatoes. <laughs> Once again, same brain cell. Yeah, Ava called me, and her immediately the first thing I heard was the gates of hell opening, a.k.a. Ziggy barking. <laughs> and I'm like, this is going to be a bad day, isn't it? It's going to be a horrible day because he... I swear to God, he only does this when I'm busy. I'm not holding him like this, That's... by the way. He's forcing himself like this. I know. You guys could have seen Lily today, but I didn't feel like hauling my podcast shit to my mom's house. And then my mom being like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm your goddamn business, Terry. <laughs> Gotta finish my goddamn. laundry, too. So. <laughs> Don't you have a laundry machine in your house? A washing machine? Like a washing machine dryer, like don't just, you do laundry? I've never at your heard. House? I know it's. I know it's that, but it just. I've never heard it referred to as a laundry machine. No, I said washing machine. You said laundry machine. Oh well, I meant to say washing machine. Roll the tape. <laughs> <laughs> this is the book up. I have my son as yeah, well. Yeah, I hope you fall off the bed. I have my son as well, the Build a Bear. He's my son become is become a person re permanent resident. He's become a permanent resident of my office. My son is moving to the van down by the river, where he belongs. The van down by the, by the river. Saturday night anyway. was a fever dream. Anyway, we it, don't it, know what we're going to talk about today yet. I mean, we can talk about, like, SNL sketches and stuff like that. We can just continue on that if Saturday. you want. <laughs> um, SNL is just one of those things where, like, it has bouts of being, like, really boring really but then funny. no it has like very like long bouts of where like nothing really funny happens but then yeah. there's one host that just mm -hmm. like makes up for the entire thing john mulaney <laughs> john mulaney john mulaney but also harry styles wasn't bad i go back and forth his his sketches were like funny ish i still watch the the scotty rap <laughs> <laughs> Where he's just like, call me big boy because you know I'll be squealing. <laughs> my, it's so funny. Oh my god. Do you remember when Adam Driver hosted? Like, that was the most chaotic episode I've seen in a very long time. My favorite was when he was the oil baron and he was yelling at yes. Pete Davidson. <laughs> I was literally just going to say that. <laughs> Look at me in my eyes, boy. Look at your father. Dad, you couldn't even get out of bed last week because the bed was too soft. Mind your business, boy. <laughs> All right, my stuff Look at your father out. with pride, boy. <laughs> he had some really good ones. There was like a, a Kylo Ren as the undercover boss. That one was funny. Oh, I didn't see that one. He's like, he like does the like Jedi thing where he's like holding them up by their neck. He's like, I've seen what's in your mind and it 
is stupid and like threw him into a like a fucking box <laughs> it is bullshit it is stupid <laughs> all of his stuff are really funny <laughs> oh my god because he was like so he's standing there like i heard kylo ren is so cool i heard he has an eight pack <laughs> and then the guy's like i heard kylo ren is a punk bitch i heard he has a 24 pack and, yeah in his trailer Pepsi. I can no longer have Pepsi. Hold on. Okay, my mic is still connected. Because one of our last um episodes, it just disconnected with no warning and mm-hmm. now I'm paranoid. Um I felt that. Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live. That- Rest in peace. Ziggy, do you have anything against Chris Farley? Do you have beef with Chris Farley? He needs help. He he needs psychological help. This is the line, and I'm drawing it. <laughs> this is the line. I drew it, and he's over here. Here's the line. He's right here. Oh, yeah. Have you? Did you see the sketch where he, the Chris Farley and the, um, what's his name, Patrick Swayze sketch where they were Chippendales? Yes, that, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> Obviously a van down by the river, but... One of the best ones, Sloppy Joe, with Adam Sandler, where he was the lunch Which, lady. Oh, yeah. Sloppy Joe, slop, sloppy Joe, yeah. <laughs> you know what sketch, like, no matter how many times I see it, just makes me die laughing? It's the one where I forgot her name. Her She the was married to Gene, to Gene Wilder. No idea. She was the one who's, um, the one with the big hair, Emma Stone, like, mocked her on the 40th anniversary episode what her name i literally had her name like right before we started and now it's gone jean wilder gilda radner oh gilda i'm gilda radner she's so funny um but my favorite sketch of all time is her and i forgot her name they were doing like Gilda was playing, like, a dumb... Somebody who's, like, dumb as rocks. Mm-hmm. And then, at one point in the sketch, they fucked up, and the other one called her... Called um, her... Her name. So, like, the one character called her... Her character's name. And then she was... And then they literally just sat there, like, laughing their asses off. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Also, there's this one sketch of Chris Farley and Adam Sandler. They were pretending to be old people. And Adam Sandler could not keep a straight face (laughs) while Chris Farley was acting like his wife. And it was the funniest (laughs) sketch I've ever seen. Oh, my God. I think that my favorite host of all time is probably any John Mulaney sketches. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Diner Lobster. (laughs) This this diner has great set design. (laughs) Actually, I just remembered you've seen Monty Python sketches, right? Yes. One of my favorite, my favorite like s- sketch series they had was where they would dress as old ladies and then just like do very like go to war, like fight with each other in the mud, stuff like that. Oh god. I and then, what's so and then funny the parrot is sketch. A... Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Um I was saying the parrot sketch, but I interrupted you. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just saying that, like, I don't really watch 
SNL is like a show, but I'll watch the sketches on YouTube. Oh, yeah, no. I haven't watched it on TV since, like, the 40th anniversary. Oh, yeah. That's when you break. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I love Adam Sandler. I really do. We were just talking, too, about, like, his, um, what's this thing, where he sang the song for Chris Farley. Oh, yeah. Um, That was really cute. That made me want to cry. What was it? My friend Chris Farley? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. That was just Chris Farley. Yeah, that was that was so that sweet. Was sad. That's so sweet. I wanted to die. <laughs> also Adams the um my favorite I um uh series of sketches or characters is Pete Davidson's Chad. Like where he was like Chad in a scary movie and like John oh. Mulaney was the evil guy and he was like he was like Use a plate. You're on your mom's <laughs> white couch. <laughs> he's like, I want to play a game. And he's like, oh, no, thanks. See, I don't, I don't, I think that Pete Davidson is funny, but I don't think he's as hilarious as everybody makes him out to be. Oh, like, no, but I like that character in those sketches. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody thinks, I feel like everybody's giving him the same hype that they gave John Mulaney, but the difference is, like, John Mulaney, he was, like, overall funny. Like yeah, he, John Mulaney is like legitimately funny. Yeah, and then Pete Davidson, he has like one or two funny jokes, and then he makes jokes about his dad dying in nine eleven. Oh God, yeah, those are that's kind of low rate. He goes, he kind of goes for like shock value a little too much. Yeah, he's made some that are like so funny, but you don't want to laugh. Um, I'm trying to think. We just finished Pam and Tommy. Oh yeah, you want to talk about that? <laughs> <clears throat> talk about tv you know oh yeah um let's talk we just about finished it we've Tommy. been watching it together yes um as the episodes come out mm-hmm. and uh, um the entire situation was a shit show yeah my my scene favorite scene to this day no matter what is the porn star explaining consent to him truly <laughs> like just the most basic aspect of consent (laughs) also what really pissed me off is he got legitimately offended that people were selling the tape and it's like you stole that tape and he's like hey they're selling what's mine i'm like you stole that it's not yours yeah it's like you're selling pam and tommy shit that you stole it took months for them to notice but you stole it (laughs) yeah it's like make it make sense bro excuse you Make it make sense. I did not expect Seth Rogen in that show, but it was like fine. Yeah, it, it it's a good show. Good. It's different than most of the stuff he plays. That's I feel true. Like. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, all of the Hulu originals, most of them are not bad. Like The Great is pretty good. Oh, um, that's really good. The Pam and Tommy was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. But the whole shit with Pam is pissing me off, and it makes too much sense. How, like, just because she was in a bathing suit in Baywatch, or, like, she was, um... She posed nude on Playboy. Yeah, it's like, so that makes this, like, so that makes it okay that she got stolen from, and, like, without her consent? Yeah, the entire scene with, like, the lawyer grilling her just pissed me off so much. Oh, yeah, she's like, how old were you when you publicly showed your genitals and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, 
What the fuck does that have to do with her sex tape being stolen? It's like, regardless, I consented to those photos and allowed it to happen. Yeah. And that doesn't give me any less rights because I chose to take certain photos for a certain magazine. Exactly. It's like, you don't get less rights because of certain things. It's like... That's like, if a wrestler got punched in the face in the street, that still makes it assault. Mm-hmm. Just because he no fights people say, for No one's gonna say, oh, they're a wrestler, so... They should deal with it. Oh, that the Rock should be angry that he got punched in the face. In the middle of the street for no reason. In the middle of the... Without if his he's consent. in a ring, then... Without his consent. Like, we all know that WWE is staged. It makes it okay because he spends his whole career getting hit and hitting people. So that makes it okay, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm drinking a Capri Sun. (laughs) ASMR with Capri Sun. (laughs) No, not me. Uh, Yeah, Pam and Tommy was a fucking wild ride. Yeah. The whole um, thing overall, where Tommy got pissed and was like throwing shit at her. It's like I've never seen him during the entire show yell at her. And I felt so bad for her in that moment. That was the most jarring thing. Like it he was, was an asshole to everybody. And but he treated Pam. Pam pretty well. For Tommy. Until yeah. until that part. The thing that cre- that blew my mind is like Sebastian Stan was really good at like he just kind of had that voice that sounded like like he sounded like Tommy Lee. And then it's like I listened to other stuff he was in. I'm like that's just his fucking voice. Like what the hell? Yeah. There were glimpses of Motley Crue in different scenes in Pam and Tommy. And I personally think it would be absolutely hilarious if they took the cast from the dirt except for MGK obviously and made them the <laughs> the fucking <laughs> Motley Crue extras. That would be so funny to me. Like it was Douglas weird. Booth just chilling with Sebastian Stan. It was weird too because the guy that they got to play Nikki looks a lot like him, at least now. I'm not sure. If- yeah, he looks more like the older version of uh, Nikki Six. Yeah, then I've never actually seen a picture of him in the 90s, but what I imagine he looked like when he was younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was gonna say. Douglas Booth does a really good job, but once they start, he starts getting older, they didn't really do much to his face other than change the facial hair and the hairstyle. And it's like, uh... They honestly they did didn't really do much for any like of the characters. Yeah, they didn't really age their faces much. They just changed their hair. And it was kind of yeah. like, it's starting to get a little unbelievable. And then they like, added tattoos and all that. But, like, didn't they're not going to look... face whatsoever. Especially when they're doing, like, hard drugs, like heroin and crack and all that. They're not going to look like they're 20 years old. Oh, I know. The one thing that was really obvious was Vince Neil. Because the guy who played Vince Neil in the dirt looked like an 18-year-old. Like, a child. Like, I'm pretty sure he's the same age as me, honestly. And and all they did was change his hair. And it's like, it's hard for me to believe that you had an an 8-year-old daughter die of cancer. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then, like... At, after Motley Crue split up, he did gain, like, a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. I know so, that's kind like, of hard to, uh, I know it's kind of hard to, like, do weight gain with, 
actors because half the time it just doesn't look real. Yeah, but they could have done like something. Oh, I, I feel know, like but... they just did nothing. Yeah, that's what like Douglas Booth didn't look much older once you got into the two thousands of the dirt. It's like they didn't cha- they just changed their hairstyles and not their faces and that and didn't really age them much. I'm like that's a little annoying. honestly. Yeah. Whatever. I still enjoyed the dirt. I like the dirt a lot. <laughs> I I really like the dirt too. Ten out of ten. My favorite part is when they would break the fourth wall and like call themselves out for like inaccuracies. Like, for example, they had, like, a manager and a bodyguard, and they talked about him, but said he wasn't going to be in the movie. Like, I kind of liked that. I liked how they were being meta. Oh, yeah. And then, like, Mick Mars just, like, breaking the fourth wall, too. I love those parts. <laughs> I love Mick Mars. He's great. Yeah. He has the same disease that Zach Cornfield from the Try Guys has. Oh, he does? Ankylosis knew- spondylitis. I knew that they both had, like, bone disease. I didn't realize they have the same thing. Basically, I think their bones just start to fuse together. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure exactly how it goes, but, like, yeah, I think it just, like, eventually your bones start to fuse together, and that's it. Yeah. It's obviously very painful. Obviously. 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 <laughs> Obviously, you dumb fuck. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I have been listening to old One Direction, and I don't know how to cope anymore. Because <laughs> I've been listening to such old music that it's like, I don't know what time. I Am I a time traveler? Because I don't know. I I am Peter Pan. I don't fucking know how old <laughs> I'm supposed to be. You're just 12, constantly. Hey, I was 14 when I heard about One Direction. I was I in 8th think- grade. I think I was like 13. No. 12. 12. Because it was when, um, you know, you don't know you're beautiful. I mean, what makes you beautiful was like all over Nickelodeon. Yeah, I think that's about the time for me, or at least when it got on the radio. <clears throat> I yeah. think I got, I started liking One Direction right before um, their songs started coming to American radio. How did you discover them? My friend uh my best friend at the time she like it's kind of like we just liked all the same things it was kind of the thing like she would find artists we had like boy band phases Mm -hmm. and we would go through liking these different boy bands and um i don't know how she did it but she would just come across she just came across them and showed me and I kind of liked them to like appease her a little bit because she was a little controlling back then. But um, I ended up starting to like them myself, obviously, <laughs> as I'm looking at the Louis Tomlinson stickers I have on my computer. Um, oh, yeah. If, I, I don't know if y'all know, but she's a very big Louis Tomlinson fan. <laughs> yeah. I wish you could show your computer background right now. <laughs> See, I have a, I have three, four stickers of Louie right here on my keyboard, um, one from Kansas City, and then my entire um, computer case is decorated with Louis Stomp- Tomlinson stickers. Louis Stomping. Shut up. The thing is, <laughs> I've had this computer and this specific like for like two years. Like my computer has been decorated like this since before quarantine. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 
except for the new stickers right here. I just put them after the concert because some people, because the my friends after the Louis Tomlinson concert gave me some stickers to put on. <laughs> I lost my remote, but <laughs> yeah, I remember, and it was it was always a thing because I think it was the Jonas Brothers before we ever the Jonas Brothers for a while, and I think when I watched my first video diary, I picked no she showed me pictures and i was like i like the blonde one so i'm gonna go with niall because it's like she was hairy and that kind of friendship it was like <laughs> that kind of eighth grade thing is like i couldn't be a hairy girl as well i had to pick somebody else <laughs> <laughs> not that i was like complete not that i was really interested in harry when he first started out she honestly like the ones that looked a little different you know what i mean because all of them had straight hair and he had really curly hair she liked the ones that were like she always gravitated towards the younger ones that like looked a little different, you know, than the others. Yeah. Like how Nick from the Jonas Brothers had curly hair while the rest kept their hair straight kind of thing. Yeah. She always gravitated the younger ones. And the weird thing is I always gravitated towards the older ones. So then you were a Louie girl. Yeah. I was a Nile girl by uh sight. And then when <laughs> I watched my first diary, it was Louie. It was like it was Louie. Is Louie till the day I die. <laughs> Remember yeah. the words you told me. Love me. Till the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> I a big old Louie girl. And I mean, me as a person was Louie Tomlinson. Like, me as an eighth grader was screaming like Louie in every single video diary. The video I feel like I'm... The video diaries are back. Yeah, honestly, I feel like I'm I'm just Nile, like all around, <laughs> just vibing. Like still, I'm just classic vibing. I feel like that's Liam. I feel like Liam is the one who's always like classic. No, that's Nile, because then Liam is well, always the one that's like for damage control when Harry and Louis do something stupid. I feel like Nile is like Callum, where he's like the comedic relief of the band sometimes and then louis also yeah louis definitely shares that i think they were like the two clowns of one direction oh yeah <laughs> i remember when they were like doing like who's who and he's like harry is the flirt <laughs> liam smart one niall he's the funny one and he goes zane <laughs> is vain and then everyone just pauses <laughs> and then harry goes louis the leader <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude i louis back then was my favorite is probably the last uh, the last video diary at the end of x factor where louis just like you need to get in shape and was just yelling at them <laughs> and then he just goes he's like how do you feel about leaving x factor and he just goes ah! and he just starts fake crying and he just starts speaking gibberish and gibberish at Nile, and then he goes, "My goldfish is dead." <laughs> <laughs> All of them had the greatest quotes because then he just goes, they answer a question. He goes, "Louie," and he goes, "I broke a pencil in half." <laughs> you want to know what the moment—the moment I realized I was a Nile girl was? <laughs> <laughs> it was the video where they were doing the interview, and then they did like the high heel race. And then Niall just like fell over and then took off the heels and started booking it. <laughs> that sounds exactly like something Niall would do. Literally. 
I knew I was a Louis girl when he ripped the scarf off of his eyes and went, ah, the light. (laughs) That's when I knew. Oh, my God. Or the one where he rips his shirt shirt open and goes, Superman. (laughs) Puberty. Puberty. But that last, my favorite video diary of all time will be either the one where Louis wraps his head in toilet paper and the boys are fucking around with him or the last one at the X Factor where he's just all kinds of hyper and he goes, I broke a pencil in half. (laughs) And he goes, and they ask, what do you like in a girl? And they're like, Louis, Lamborghinis or carrots? And he goes, (laughs) carrots! With the voice crack. And I was like, this is my man forever. I love him. My goldfish Um. is dead. (laughs) My goldfish is dead. I broke a pencil in half. (laughs) (laughs) Also, that was Zane when he's like, Louie, what are you doing? (laughs) Louie, what are you doing? (laughs) Louie, what are you doing? Why, why do you make him sound Indian? <laughs> That's how he said it. He would do that little accent where he'd go, what's happening? Oh, that sounds more Indian than like, what's happening? <laughs> he would he would speak in that accent in some of the newer uh, video diaries from tour. That's uh. how he would talk. He would like talk in that funny voice. And, and then he'd go, Louie, what are you doing? <laughs> I think around that time was when I became like full emo turf and was like, I don't like One Direction. No. <laughs> I kind of like lost One Direction somewhere around the t- 2015, maybe. Because that was 2012 to 2015. And then I kind of got lost after. And then I remember coming back and I'm like, Zane left? Somebody left me a voicemail. Hold on. <laughs> you have to listen to your voicemail right now. I'm just playing for everyone. Okay, hold. I was joking. This is it. I could not hear a single thing. That's because there was nothing being said. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the One Direction ringtones? No, I don't. I had one, and I used to have this glitchy-ass phone that would randomly like turn the volume on itself up oh my i had my phone like like i can't make that shit up what my phone fucking did that too in the middle of math class and it it happened to me in the middle of english class and of course it goes somebody help me someone's inside your phone i'm like mine you want to know what mine played thrift shop by macklemore in the middle of math class in a catholic school (laughs) Mine was one. Mine was one of those One Direction ringtones. We're like, somebody's calling you. Pick up your phone. Pick up your phone. Yeah. And it's like my phone was all the way in my book bag, and you and we still got our phones taken away for shit like that if it went off in our bag and we didn't know about it. It's like that's not my fucking fault. Oh, mine was worse. We weren't even allowed to carry our phones with us. We had to lock them in our lockers. So then mine started playing in class, and I was like, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> Yeah, that happened to me, and I was like, what the fuck? Because I had a glitchy-ass phone that would, like, randomly turn itself up, and I was like, why do you do that? Like, fuck you, Apple. No, it was droid. It was a droid. That's why I don't use droids. (laughs) 
Fuck Droid and Apple. Fuck phones. <laughs> Fuck phones. This is my phone. It's an iPhone 12. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my iPhone. I don't remember what kind it is. It's huge. I've never actually seen your phone. I think ours We've is never a... actually seen each other's phones now that I think about it. Our phone's the same. I think it's the same generation. Yeah, I think yours is like a big one. Like anyway, a mega here's... or whatever they call it. Here's... Okay, space phone case with a pop socket. Um, Mine is a case to fight case. It's kind of falling apart, but it's okay. Mine is casely. Same <laughs> difference. And then here's my five sauce background, if you were curious. Actually, while we're on the topic of that, <laughs> here, here's my background. It's an FX. Oh, yeah, you showed me that. But then, no. Why won't it play? It's a live background? Yeah. I never understood those, TBH. Callum being <laughs> I love that sketch where he's like he's such a dick I know I know <laughs> just like and I will always love Callum stop it stop. Stop. one direction <laughs> get some help <laughs> Rest in peace, One Direction. Rest in oh, peace. When Louis came on stage in um, KC, he's like, it's been about six and a half years since I toured with One Direction. You, you want to know what kind of existential crisis I had last night? Hmm. I, I legitimately considered buying a ticket. To, I found a $300 ticket to London round trip. And I was legitimately considering going to see Little Mix because this is their last tour before their hiatus, which we all know won't be a hiatus. Listen, Liam still says he's in One Direction. Uh, we all I think they're. I personally think they're delaying um, the reunion of One Direction because they can't get Zayn to be a part of it. I would not doubt that for a second. What's pissing me off is he's saying shit like, oh, I never wanted to be in the band in the first place, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you seem pretty happy there for a while. Why can't you just, like, like, why hurt us like that, you know? Yeah. It's like Zac Efron saying he regrets being in High School Musical. It's like... I know. It's like, I get it, but maybe that's something you don't share because that, that just hurts. There are things that stay in the Twitter drafts and there's things that you share. And that was one of those things you keep in Twitter drafts and then re restart your phone so it deletes the Twitter drafts. Yeah, it's like we understand, like, don't, we're not under any illusion that being in One Direction didn't suck for part of the time because of all the outside stuff and not getting to leave your hotel room and all the really shitty stuff like that. It's just like one of those things that's so beloved. It's just like, uh, you're going to hurt more people than anything if you say things like that and we get it there are some directioners and some solo stands like the one who called louis and then hoped his son died would die or at actively claim that his son isn't real you guys go fuck yourselves seriously i say that with my whole entire fucking chest y'all can go fuck yourselves yeah no uh, have you seen freddie 
He looks exactly like Louis when he was a child. Literally a carbon copy of this man, and y'all are still, like, doubting it. No. He talks about his child like a dad who loves his kid. Like, exactly. you can find plenty of videos of him talking to children, talking about how his son... Like, there's a video of him talking to a little boy at a show, and he goes, my son, my little boy is six, so... Yeah, why would why would he keep going on with a charade if it was a charade like that? It's just like, who would take the time and effort to make up a fake child? Yeah, there's literally no what reason. What is that proving? Yeah. That does nothing. And it's like, and it goes with like the Larry stuff. And it's like... There are people that found out or decided to come out later in life and ended up having kids and were in a straight relationship for years before they realized. Yeah, like, um... Like, everyone has their own journey. Remember Icky Azalea literally just came out and said, I have a baby. Here you go. Grimes has another baby, apparently. Apparently, yeah. Like, with Elon Musk. It's a mess, but it's just like who who what crazy person would take the effort to fake having a child yeah no that's like an 18 year and then some charade it's not it yeah that's literally the whole lifetime charade like there's no point i know and it's just like it's because people want to believe larry is real and blah 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 and it's like i personally think something could have happened but it's like everyone's on their own journey and for all we know they could be in uh louie and harry could be by for all we know they don't owe us any explanation exactly i know they could like both and they're chilling even even if they dated each other that doesn't automatically make them like oh they have to be gay they could be bi pan whatever or it's like even if they did date, it's like, oh, they're in love and they love each other forever after all these years. And it's like, like dude, that's not realistic. That's kind of like me saying I'm still in love with my ex that I dated in high school. Yeah. Like no, they're it, allowed to move on. If they did date, they're allowed to move on. Yeah. It's like, it's not end all be all. Like, And y'all just bring it up over and over and over again like you're 12 years old and this is like take me home tour again is just doing nothing for nobody i know and it's like insisting that they're together and blah 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 it's like it's like sure if they dated that's cool but like that doesn't make any relationship he had after the fact not valid yeah it's like i don't know they're kind of they're kind of in some kind of fantasy land that i can't even begin to understand yeah, they're just delusional at that point. It's like, I believe it. Like, I, I'm a Larry. Like, <laughs> I believe it could have happened. But it's like, we got to be realistic about this. And it's like, even if they didn't, you know, it's like people shit their pants if they want to hang out. And it's like, you are the reason that they can't even hang out together. Like, yeah, like people. Like, that literally ruined their friend. They could still be friends if it wasn't for those Larrys. Like, they could be friends, but you know how hard that shit is to, like, be seen in public together because... They could all be friends, people like still. that. Like, Zane... Mean, like, Niall uh, guest starred on uh, Liam's Live one time. That was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. They still talk to each other. Maybe Zane would Zane be... Zane has cut all contact. Maybe Zane would be more inclined to, like 
reunite with One Direction if it wasn't for fans like that. Zayn just, I don't, from what I'm seeing, he, he just makes me nervous just because he seemed to have flipped a complete 180. The minute he got out, he cut all contact, didn't talk to anyone from One Direction, like wouldn't even associate with the fact that he was in One Direction. And it was really sad. And it's like, I understand it was a terrible, like the behind the scenes was like a terrible experience, but it's like you have partners in trauma to like relate he, with. Honestly, it just, it's, literally what happened with jesse in little mix as soon as she Mm -hmm. left little mix she just like completely pretended like she was never in little mix like she started shit talking leanne on live with Nicki minaj like all that and it's just so fucking gross i'm glad zane never shit talked i will say but well didn't he didn't he kind of do that on twitter maybe he did i don't know i don't get on twitter (laughs) Me neither. I just remember he tweeted something at Louis once. I could be misremembering it. I don't know, but one thing that made me really sad was um, uh, Louis's mom passed away, and he had a really important um, performance of The Two of Us, a song he wrote for his mom after she passed away, and he performed it Mm -hmm. on The X Factor, and everyone was there except for Zayn, and it caused a really huge falling out. And it's like, that's completely understandable when you're ignored by someone you perceived as your best friend while, during, like, literally the hardest time in your life. Yeah. And they Honestly. he's not very happy with Zayn, as far as I'm concerned. And it's like, is still so upset about that that he doesn't see him talking to Zayn for a while. And weren't they, like, really close, too? Like, yeah, they were. Me. Yeah. And Zane just like, it's really sad how he just flipped a 180. Like, I don't know all that happened, but like, that just is really sad. Yeah, no, that just rubbed me the wrong way, honestly. I know, I've just never really been able to listen to Zane's music because of that. Like, he has some good songs, but it's just like, you hurt my man, okay? Don't, my man's. Is I'm not just saying this because I'm disappointed in Zane. I've just never really gotten to his music. Like yeah, Louis, same. like they all have like some Their hits. Own styles. Like, yeah, I'm more styles. of a Nile. <laughs> no pun intended. I, I like more like Niles style music. I listen more mostly to Nile, but like Zane, I haven't listened to him since he did that song with Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I listened was to like, a few things because they were like come up and like shuffle or something like on Spotify, like radio or whatever. But I really only yeah. listen to Louie <laughs> <laughs> and Liam and I guess a tiny bit of Harry, but I'm not like super religious with Harry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not a Harry. I just like only Angel. And I only really like his um, first album, if I'm honest. Yeah, there's a few good songs on Fine Line, but it's just, like, not my cup of tea. Yeah, no. I like more of the, like, grunge rock influence. Yeah, like that Kiwi. HS1 Kiwi. had. Yeah, the Kiwi, kind of vibes I like Angel. are Only Angel, Kiwi. Um, I did like Sweet Creature. Um, that one's a good one. What's the other? She. I really like She, and that's on Fine Line. Oh, yeah, that's good, too. Yeah, what I cannot think for the life of me. Only Angels a really good one. Um, Lights Up, I do like Lights Up. Lights Up in Washington Heights Up. 
At the break of day, I wake up and I got this little punk I gotta chase away. Hey, y'all, wipe down the awning. Hey, y'all, good morning. She knows if she does that to me, I will just keep going. Because <laughs> I have seen In the Heights, both the movie and both the movie and the freaking stage show and listen to the album so many times that's like and i'm not very good at rap so if i have a rap memorized um that means i've listened to that song an ungodly amount i still have most of ninety-six thousand like fully memorized if i'm honest. i have the original version not of, the new version yeah i have the original version of carnaval del barrio completely memorized <laughs> del barrio. Carnaval del barrio. They did what I found out. I was reading through the Wikipedia. The original cast did some ensemble work of like the harmonies and stuff. And Christopher Jackson was obviously in it. And I didn't realize until I watched the movie that the original Abuela was Abuela. And I was like, Paciencia I fail. Paciencia I fail. In the heights. Get without cafe. Piragua. 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 122 Paragua. Piragua. 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 <laughs> One man musical right here. Two man musical. <laughs> <laughs> two man show featuring <laughs> two you know directions what we just watched that was so fucking good west side story that dude i know a lot of people are boycotting it because ansel elgord is completely ignore that ansel is in it it is amazing just like Truly. ignore Ignore whatever Ansel was up to because he did a really fucking good job. And it's like, until something... I don't know. I don't... It just... Like... I don't know who to believe I'm in just, this situation, but it's like, I just don't... I don't know how to yeah, say Sierra's not, like Sierra isn't, doesn't really know what happened. I know, like, the basics. I read it through it, and it's like... It just sounds a little not true not correct i say that very lightly i i'm just gonna let's skip that past that part um yeah. ansel elgort let's just skate past that part um <laughs> ansel elgort is so good legitimately it is fucking amazing like it i i swear to god the only movies that can make me like legitimately cry are animal movies and like that the ending scene just it, i felt the pain like the legitimate it, pain yeah no it and i've seen the original i was a big fan of the original dis i mean just other than the brown face but i like i like old musicals i really do and i remember what like they have not been doing a really good job with musical remakes of like the old classics. It's not been good. But West Side Story, that's like they kept really good integrity to the original, but the additions they made were like good and helpful. And it was just like really fucking good. Yeah. Steven Spielberg, he always aces his fucking movies. What I love about it is like 
unlike other current modern musicals that have been out, they over like pop their voice and like auto tune the shit out of it. And it doesn't even sound like a musical anymore, you know? Yeah. But like the West Side Story is very authentic and like it sounds like a fucking musical, if that makes sense. It's like hard to explain, but it's like if you are a big fan of like older musicals and like how they it sounds like they're legitimately singing you know yeah versus like not greatest showman i think the best example of like over popping their voice is um beauty and the beast oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's the best example i can find of it i think my favorite scene of all time in west side story the new version is when she comes back just learned that um, Bernardo died and that spoiler alert by the way Tony killed him and Tony is sitting at the window and he he realizes what he did was wrong and how horribly he fucked up mm-hmm. and like when she was yelling at him and just like hitting him like it looked like he legitimately was gonna cry yeah he looked like he like his entire life was ruined like yeah which it was it, it was the yeah was very good yeah i think my favorite scene it's it's just my favorite song i think it's so funny it's called g officer krupke <laughs> i love that scene i always have because i relate so hard <laughs> and my only complaint is that riff didn't sing it because i would have loved to see mike face just like kill that song oh yeah also we came to the conclusion that um What's his name that played, um, what's Riff? his name? Riff? Riff, Mike yeah. Faced. Mike Faced, yeah. Riff, he is, li- literally looks like a carbon copy of John Mulaney, except more tired throughout the movie. Yeah, the way he, they, like, subtly make him look more and more beat down with every scene really fucked with me. Because he's, like, a gaunt kind of guy. He's tall and skinny and gaunt. He's and he's got a pretty skinny face. He's got a pretty, like... <laughs> I hesitate to say skeletal face <laughs> and just like the way they subtly made him look even more wrecked through the show throughout the show really kind of fucked with me a little bit yeah also in my favorite thing ever is there's this huge dance scene where Ansel Elgort is just trying to get the gun from Mike faced and like this man is 6'3 and just all the kick you know how West Side Story goes with all the kicking and the twirling and it was just limbs limbs everywhere and it's like motherfucker got three foot long legs just like limbs everywhere he has like limbs the size of a small child if if you've never seen West Side Story and you want a visual just imagine um lebron james in newsies a good portion of the cast of newsies was brought over to um yeah West they Night got Story. they got what's his name the ben one Cutter. with the cuban the one with the cuban cigars i forgot his character's name uh i know in what's that story he's called mouthpiece i forgot what he's called in um West Side Story, but he's the one who goes, the world is your oyster. (laughs) You'll steal another. It's It's that time at the zoo. zoo. And he used the same voice, too, and I love it. (laughs) I think it's just his voice, honestly, because he talked the same way. (laughs) Yeah. 
it was just like carbon fucking copy. <laughs> he literally Probably said guys like son because it was like the night. Well, grandson because it's the fifties. And the riots were like at the beginning of the or at the turn of the century, weren't they? The newsboy riots. They were like very late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Yeah, it was at the turn of the century. So it's like since they did happen in New York, maybe mouthpiece is in fact that guy's grandson. The world may never know. The world is your oyster. May never know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Ansel Elgort is very tall. He's 6'3", and like the limbs, that scene just made me laugh because the <laughs> fucking limbs flying everywhere. It was so funny he just to me. Went I don't everywhere. know why. Went everywhere. He's a tall boy, and he's a dancer, but the limbs were just everywhere. He has such long-ass legs. Oh my God, they were everywhere. <laughs> they were just kick-flipping everywhere, and I was like, the legs. Thirsty was also boom, then boof. He got a dumpy. <laughs> he, he do got a fat, a fat ass, though. In those chinos, he got a... No, chinos are shoes. In those slacks, he got a dumpy. <laughs> I was going to say, when was he in chino? <laughs> when he shot him? <laughs> no. No, he was wearing Converse the whole time, which I was yeah. also obsessed with. I, he was wearing these little high tops with a suit, and I thought it was the cutest little touch ever. The entire when I when I noticed that, I just kept thinking of the um, song that's just the what what's it called? It's off Demi Lovato's first album, like where I went. Converse with my, my dress, dress no baby. baby. That's, that's just, just me. me. <laughs> Okay, but Loki, that album hits so hard. <laughs> it does, because also, I don't know if you've heard Remember December by Demi Lovato, but that shit hits. Get back. Just, oof. Please remember, remember December. <laughs> oh don't surrender, God. surrender December. Like, oh, no. I have... I have problems with Demi. Like, the whole frozen yogurt thing just, like, put me off so hard. But I they're know. an amazing singer. They are. It's just whatever they're going through at this moment in time is... They're just lot. going through a huge Karen moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole Tell frozen yogurt thing, I'm like, when you have a disease like that, you have to be aware of the fact that a lot of things may trigger you if you go out in public. And they can't change that. If you're going to go into a frozen yogurt shop and you're recovering from anorexia, you kind of have to realize, especially in L.A., there's going to be a lot of diet food. Like, she was it's triggered LA. by the diet food itself? They were they were triggered because there's, like, sugar-free, fat-free, and then by the time they got to the counter, they weren't in the mood to eat anymore. She's in a restaurant. They're, they're in a frozen yogurt shop. A small business, too, and they went shitting all over their Instagram stories about how they're, like, I don't know, enabling diet culture or culture diet culture vultures or whatever. People are allowed to pick their own food. Dude, I'm, dude Logan from um, Observe, he observed the whole apology that they put mm -hmm. out, and that was just, the way that he went in on them was just so hilarious. It's just, it's just frustrating because it's like, I understand all about being triggered and things like that. For a long time, I was triggered by yelling. 
And it's like, it's something I had to work through because like, I don't know when I was going to run into someone yelling in the middle of the street because it could happen. And it's just, oh, if yeah. you're uh, recovering from an eating disorder, you have to understand that if you go out in public, there are going to be advertisements and restaurants and things like that that are going to be showing food. Yeah. And like, that it's unavoidable and people are going to censor themselves for one person who is triggered. Yeah. Like, I can relate to that too. Like, yelling or like even slightly raising your voice, if mm-hmm. like around me, just like I shut down completely. Set me off. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm not going to take it out on those people, though. Like, if they're condescending to me, then I will, like, say, don't talk down to me like that. But, yeah, if someone's yelling at me, I'm going to try and stop it. But if it's, like, I'm standing, maybe I'm in a Walmart and I hear someone yelling at somebody else. Like, I can't stop them from whatever conversation they're having. Yeah, no. But that just frustrates me because it's, like, you're, especially a disease like that, you have to know how to remove yourself from the situation because that's a lot to ask of someone to censor that for like one person yeah like when you have triggers and things like that that's something it's a sad fact of life people aren't going to cater because a lot of people don't even know you have an issue so it's like no one's going to cater to your issue so it's like you got to make you have to make that choice to remove yourself from a situation where that is potentially triggering yeah it's not everybody's responsibility to cater to your triggers. Yeah, that's not how having triggers works. It's like, just that's- because we're mentally ill doesn't mean we should be treated like infants. Life isn't like I hate sunshine and rainbows like that. I walk on eggshells around me. No. I hate when walk- people are trying to be careful or anything. I'm like, just say what you say, because I'll be fine. Yeah. I've been living with these issues my entire life. I know how to handle myself at this point. So say whatever the fuck you want to say exactly people think i get triggered by like um seeing people with good dads and sometimes i do but most of the time i'm like i know how to remove myself from the situation i'm like i'm so glad you had a happy you had a good relationship with your dad because i did not yeah it's like that stuff doesn't bug me anymore sometimes i'll get down and out about it but not often yeah and it's just you need to know if you're not well enough to be able to handle something like that then don't go in the first place or doordash doordash literally you're in la like you can get a frozen yogurt delivered to you in 10 minutes they're also a celebrity so it's like doordash fees are nothing to them yeah also they just released the devil the dancing with the devil docuseries so like i'm sure they weren't struggling (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh i'm ready for some assholes or karens i already prepared for an asshole <laughs> i've been waiting for these we didn't do these in the last episode i know because we were both um higher than whale pussy i know why do you keep saying whale pussy because in because, my mind because bert kreischer said it and i can never like un giraffe it. it's giraffe pussy because giraffes are above you whales are in fact below us because below sea level well i mean if you're a crab at the bottom of the sea then the whale is above you are we crabs at the bottom of the sea didn't fucking think so no what no what i don't want to hear your shitty ass logic i'm done uh i'm sorry one is logic and one is ava saying dumb shit okay 
Here, am I the asshole for not tying my girlfriend's shoelaces? God fucking damn it. (laughs) (laughs) My 24 male girlfriend, 24 female, broke her hand recently. We had dinner with some of my friends last night. She insisted on wearing shoes with laces. I asked her how she planned on tying her shoelaces if they got untied. She said she'd make me tie them. I told her I wouldn't and that she'd end up breaking her other hand. (laughs) For tying her shoes, break her fucking hand? What kind of... What kind of, like, army-ass shoelaces does she wear? She needs fucking Velcro, like all the fourth (laughs) graders in my school. (laughs) With the light-ups. I guess she thought I was joking because... Wait, I thought... I guess... I'm guessing she thought I was joking because her shoelaces did get untied when we were out with my friends and she told me to tie them. I laughed in her face and told her to tie them herself. She stared at me angrily like I did something wrong. <laughs> she stared at me angrily like I did something wrong by refusing to tie her stupid shoelaces that I warned her about. I avoided her for the rest of the night. I noticed her shoelaces were tied on the way home, so she probably has made some poor guy tie them for her. Um, she slept on the couch last night and won't talk to me. Am I the asshole? No. no it's just shoelaces. Girl, why are you so mad? Yeah, like it's sleeping on the couch. Sleeping on the couch because he wouldn't tie your shoelaces. Like, get better priorities. Honestly, if they said no, I'm not gonna tie your shoe. I just flip them off and go on with my day. Like, like fuck you. <laughs> yeah, if you were out with a group of friends, like, have one of them tie your shoe seriously. Or just wear flip flops. Like, I hate wearing shoes with laces. I will gladly wear my Birkenstocks if I have a broken wrist. <laughs> Which I have broken my wrist. Oh my god. Anyway, so in conclusion. I always hated wearing shoes with shoelaces, so. Oh, I remember for years I had such severe sensory issues with, like, clothing. Where, like, I would literally sit for ten minutes and just tie my shoes so incredibly tight that my feet would go numb. Because they were never tight enough. (laughs) I, that's how I felt, but I just never cared for it. Like, I don't know. I just like the extra effort of having to get them on and off wasn't it for me. Oh, yeah. I, I wore Velcro for years and years. <laughs> I wear... The only shoes with shoelaces I wear now are my high tops. I, I wear them quite a lot, I will say. <laughs> I do love my sh- my high tops, I will say. But yeah, Art. almost all my shoes are slip-ons. Yeah. Except for my two pairs of high tops. And I do have like tennis athletic shoes, tennis shoes, and I keep them tied and slip them on and off. Because <laughs> I hate the extra effort. Let's find a new one. Okay, here's an interesting one. Am I the asshole for refusing to look after my sister's baby anymore? Oh, God. My 15 year old female sister, who I'll call Millie, 18. Oh, so the what? person typing is 15. Um, Millie, sister who I'll call Millie, 18 female, has a six-month-old baby. She had her son. She's Since she's had her son, she's stopped going to school and cut back on a lot of things, which has seriously affected her mental health. She's also not really able to look after her son properly, and my mom and dad have basically been raising him since he was born. She still lives with us because she hasn't found an apartment yet, but she usually just stays in her room most of the time and only comes out to breastfeed. 
However, she's normally out of the house. Since my parents work a lot, I've been the one looking after my nephew after school and during weekends. I love him a lot, but sometimes it gets really tiring because, well, he's a baby and he Mm. needs a lot of attention and things done for him. It also means I can't do any after-school activities or go out with my my friends. Yeah. Okay, so far, it's understandable for the OPs. It's a 15-year-old. Yeah. Like, they're literally raising a baby as a 15-year-old. Like, I remember I watched this episode of The Super Nanny where um, the mother expected the older kids to look after, because they had, like, 10 kids. The mom expected them to, like, look after their children, so they did hardly anything because it got to the point where it's like, oh, my kids will just watch them, you know? And the kids, like, collapse from, like, exhaustion. And it's like, it wasn't their choice to have babies. So don't make them parent your child, you know? That happened with my dad, too. Because, like, when my dad was born, my grandparents literally just dumped him on my great-grandma. And he lived in Florida for the first four years of his life because they didn't want him. And they only took him back when he was four years old because they wanted him to babysit his younger brother. That's fucked up. When he was four years old. It's like, I know that's a common thing that happens and like, yeah, I understand like occasionally babysitting for your mom and dad, but like taking care of your responsibility is not it. Yeah, no. Like, I understand it's probably, it is hard for the 18-year-old sister, too, because she's so young and has a newborn baby. She's obviously having some sort of postpartum reaction. Yeah, but also, that doesn't, it's not the baby's fault. Like, you also need to, like, take some responsibility. Or it's like, if you're going to be a mother and you you have options, you can give your baby up for your well-being, or you get better for the baby, because... That's kind of the sacrifice we have to make. Yeah. Once you be, uh, not that I'm a mother, but just like that's kind of the sacrifices I feel you'd have to make at, once you have a baby. Yeah. Like if it's a sad fact of life, but if it's that detrimental to your mental health, it's going to affect the baby. And in the end, the foster care system and adoption system is fucked up. It is. But like it is. S- slightly better than raising a baby in that situation mm-hmm. it's like that's what's really sad about like this day and age is what i'm noticing is a lot of people just seem to be having children and it's just like i feel like some of these people are having children without full knowledge of what it's going to be like to bring a child into the world yeah it's like are you truly bringing someone that will contribute to society if that makes sense that sounds yeah. really harsh, but, like, is a sad fact of life. Like, some of these kids, I don't know how to say this without being rude, is uh, didn't need to be born. Not that we don't appreciate them now for being here, but it's, like, people need to start to think about the fact that, like, do I want this baby growing up in this situation? Yeah. Will I be able to give this child a good life? And people really need to start having these tough conversations with themselves because, like, we're getting like a lot of messed up people because of messed up situations. And I'm seeing a lot of people having babies for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Honest if you're not And it's frustrating. If you're not financially, emotionally, 
or mentally prepared to have a baby don't have a baby. It's 2021. That's like sacrifice. That's the ultimate sacrifice. It's like you have to give up a lot when you have a child, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, um, yesterday my sister was going out and after breastfeeding, she brought my nephew into my room and told me it's time to look after him. I was studying for multiple tests and I was really hard, so I told her to look after her own son. She looked a little annoyed and told me to just stop and be with him. I was really angry and yelled at her and I'm not that I'm not his mom. She is. And she's a terrible one at that. I guess what I said really hurt her because she started crying. Okay, I can understand how that was hurtful, but also, like, she needs to look after her own son. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, I understand being frustrated, but maybe not calling call someone a terrible mother because that really hits home for a lot of people i've been waiting for these we didn't do these in the last episode i know because we were both um higher than whale pussy i know why do you keep saying whale pussy because in my mind because bert kreischer said it and i can never like unthink giraffe it's giraffe pussy because giraffes are above you whales are in fact below us because below sea level well, I mean, if you're a crab at the bottom of the sea, then the whale is above you. Are we crabs at the bottom of the sea? Didn't fucking think so. No, what? No, what? I don't want to hear your shitty ass logic. I'm done. Uh, I'm sorry. One is logic and one is Ava saying dumb shit. Okay, here. Am I the asshole for not tying my girlfriend's shoelaces? God fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just going too deep. Especially if they're, I can they have, understand. especially if they have, like, this postpartum like, You depression. made the choice to have a baby. It's like, not my have, problem. You made the choice to have a baby. It's not my problem that you, but, the OP's problem that you decided to have a baby. Like, they have a life, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, like, you're the one who chose to quit school. I am not quitting school, so I am trying to get something done here. And it's like, if the mom was just going out somewhere, like, to hang out with somebody else, I would be frustrated. and would be like, no, you can, you, you don't ever hang out with your child. You need to yeah. watch your own child. I guess what I said really hurt her because she started crying and then her son started crying. It became a bit chaotic. My parents came in and my sister told them I was refusing to left, look after him. My dad ended up taking him away because he was still crying. And after he left, my mom began yelling at me for making them both upset. I told her that it's not fair for me to have to look after him constantly when Millie hardly ever does, and she called me selfish and told me to put myself in Millie's shoes because apparently Millie is dealing with postpartum depression and she can't look after him. Oh, okay, so she does have postpartum depression. Well, um, she needs... I don't... Get get her treatment. some help. Get her treatment. Yeah, because... You can't just like, let nothing's her... nothing's going to change unless you get help. Like, those... That's some serious issues that really need help. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't take it out on her because you're not getting treatment for your other daughter. It's like, like you're not going to get mad at me because of... It's like, you got to learn to help yourself sometimes. It's just frustrating because it's like, I completely understand being depressed and things like that. Like, I have days where I don't want to get up and I understand completely what it's like to be depressed. Not postpartum, but I understand being depressed. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. I've just like never been one to wallow so much. Like there's been days where I'm completely exhausted, but I'm just not one to wallow and like, I don't know how to explain it. But she's like, Um, this is a serious issue. Like postpartum is kind of a time sensitive thing. 
because it's like because it's like the more depressed you get the more you neglect your child then you're getting you're you're digging a hole that's going to be very hard to get out of so postpartum once you know you have it i feel like that's something that needs you need to get treatment on as soon as you can yeah um i got angry and told her i'm not looking after him anymore because i'm not his parent and millie became and millie began yelling at me to just shut up because i'm not a mom and i don't understand how it feels and she ended up staying home because i had triggered her triggered in quotes um since then millie has stopped coming out of her room and refuses to even breastfeed my nephew anymore and my mom is blaming me because she says everything was fine before and now i've ruined it clearly everything wasn't fine before that's a bunch of bullshit that like i feel like that would like wake wake me up a little bit and i feel like i'd be more with my son but the fact that she is now completely refusing to be a part of her son's life is a big red flag yeah but yeah that frustrates me because it's like the fact that she is more so not refusing to help herself and her child it's like at this point i'd be i'm not gonna lie as a teacher and a and a um mandatory reporter I would be calling somebody. Exactly. Because it's just like, this is not a healthy situation for anybody. It's like, you got to start making some choices. Because this is, there's a baby involved now. There's a, there's a life involved now. All right. So one more. Am I the asshole? Okay. Am I the asshole? Very hugover. Oh, yeah. Um, Would you like to explain your night last night? (laughs) It wasn't much. I just, um my friend had a birthday party i went and hung out at that birthday party and then we went to a local bar and hung out till it closed around one or two in the morning and then daylight savings happened so instead of it being 2 a.m it was 3 a.m and i wanted to die <laughs> and we were waiting to close our tabs out and i finally get home around four and of course i'm drunk and hungry so i went out a bowl of cereal and then i just fired up sims on my computer i don't fucking know why i just felt like playing sims i guess I just want to say, um, I just want to say, I fell asleep at like 7.30 last night. I woke up at 5 and they all thought I was dead, first of all. And well, Ava wasn't answering any of our calls, so we were very nervous because we were supposed to record this episode yesterday. I know. Before I went to said party. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And then Ava wasn't answering anyone and it made us very nervous. And then finally she answered, but I was drunk off my ass by that point. And she was playing Sims at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> I was playing Sims till like 6 o'clock and I finally went to sleep. And uh, well, I guess it was 4.30 for me, but it was like 5 or 6 when I finally went to sleep. And then I was like up at 9 for no fucking reason. So I'm like, oh, I have wet laundry in the dry- in the washer. So I decided to fold laundry, switch it out. And then I went back to playing The Sims until like 1.30. And then I took a nap. All right. The last one. Night. You did. Am I the asshole for getting a mother of free three fired? Pre-pandemic, been eating at me for years. Becky and I, both supervisors. Becky. A total of three of us in that spot, plus our manager and a few other staff. One day, Becky leaves on company time for a personal matter. Our manager was out of office. Becky did not properly inform Eddie about a, about a job. He ends up blowing the assignment without having details, customer calls, and complains to the big bosses. Becky gets verbally reamed over the phone and pushes blame on Eddie. Becky gets back to the office. Eddie gets back shortly after. Becky berates him in front of me, two other staff, two new potential hires. 
She calls him names, tell him he's stupid, accuses him of drug use. She said, if I'm going to get bitched at, you're going to get bitched at. Eddie was visually defeated, super good guy, friendly to all, never complained, always asked for more work, incredibly down-to-earth and humble. This didn't sit well with me, but I didn't want to escalate it in the moment. Later on, mm-hmm. myself and two other office members were talking about it, and she that said she shouldn't get away with that. But neither of them were going to tell anyone. The next day, I told our manager. She said she heard something happen, but didn't have details. My manager said she would bring it up to the boss's HR, but any actions would depend on witness accounts. Bosses slash HR interviewed people. The two other witnesses didn't give details. They said they heard something going on, but didn't know what. Reminder, the three of us spoke about it at length. They were full of shit. Eddie was interviewed. Oh, did not want to go into detail as to not, to not start anything. My interview came. I told them my view. Being corporate HR, they tried to dance around it. Note, Becky was also the office kiss-ass. <laughs> Without more witnesses, they said they can't do anything. Here's the thing. When that incident was going on, I put my phone on the desk behind her and recorded a majority of it. Smart girl. HR boss's face changed instantly. I wasn't planning on offering the recording since I thought the other two would say something. It wasn't until HR said the two didn't give any details that I told them I had it recorded. Fast forward a few days, Becky's called into HR. Shortly after we had to pack up her stuff, she was too upset and embarrassed to do it herself. I feel like that's more embarrassing, having other people pack your shit for you. Yeah, but I'm not opposed to people doing that shit for me. I hate packing. <laughs> <laughs> they came in to talk to us, told us that they let her go, let her go due to the liability issues. Let her go. Let her go. Um, <clears throat> I felt like shit. Um, getting her fired wasn't intentional. I wanted to stand up for a guy too timid to do it himself. If it helps, we were then short-staffed. They made no effort to replace her. They let us be overworked, nitpicked everything. Then when higher-ups would stop by the office, they literally greeted everyone in the office except for me. I ended up being the bad guy for standing up to for the guy who was humiliated. Am I the asshole for recording the incident and getting a mother free fired? Um... I don't know. I really don't. Un- I really don't fully understand the situation. Like I listen, but I still don't understand what's happening. Yeah, I I feel like they're leaving out some details. If this happened multiple times, I wouldn't feel that bad. You know, like if she did the this uh, leaving on company time multiple times, then I'd be more like, okay, um, yeah, don't. But it's it's the fact that people um, are treating him differently after the fact. It's like. I want to see if there's like, any more details. Like, the... who cares? I'm trying to see if there's any more details in the thing. Um, yeah, there's no more details. Everybody's just saying that he's not the asshole. I mean, he was doing the right thing. She did the wrong thing. I just hate how people are treating him badly after the fact. It's like, be professional. It's like, hiring and firing should not be personal in a business. Yeah, I feel like maybe he was expecting her to be reprimanded or, like, written up, not, Mm -hmm. like, fired. I can't understand that, but I don't know. Yeah, this was a multiple-time thing. I could understand firing her, but I don't really understand. I feel like it had to be a multiple... I feel like it had to be a multiple-time thing to go straight for firing. Mm Mm-hmm. But then it's like, still shouldn't be mad at him then. Yeah. 
Anyway. My brain feels like stew. Yeah, we're going to leave that I one feel like someone of... opened my brain, took like a spoon or a fork, and just, <laughs> just stirred it all up. My brain feels like soup. Just like it took a, a hand whisk and just... Just like my brain was the was the slab of ground beef, and they took the spatula and started mashing it up to make tacos. Your skull is the bowl, your brain is the beef, and you're just like... Time for tacos! <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think we're going to end it here. Maybe someday these will eventually be on YouTube. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I hate oh, that you did your hair and your hands are bright fucking purple. Well, they were worse earlier. Why do you do that? Because, like, I get lazy. I know I'm a hairstylist and I shouldn't get lazy, but, like, I only get lazy on my hair. I'm sure other hairstylists can I think I'm getting understand. my hair done by not you. <laughs> hey, you saw my coworker's hair. His hair turned out pretty fire. It was pretty fire. I do love a good fire engine red. <laughs> Anyway, that's going to be it. Um later girly don't, pops. If you if you're it, don't worry, I'll still be hung over after this. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your exit message? Bye. Bye. Yeah.